0: You're listening to Wait Your Scout with Anna Skipworth.
1: Hi everyone, hope you're all doing well, keeping safe and uh, looking after um, everyone that you're at home with um, and those that you can support. Um, I know it's been really hard for, well, everyone in so many different ways, adjusting to new ways of working, new ways of living, and just generally functioning, I think. Um, But it has been really amazing seeing how the scouting and general sort of online community has come together. Uh, There are so many great ways that we can still scout without having to be face-to-face and it's generally, well, genuinely amazing seeing it all come together. Um, So this week uh, is an episode where we talk to Kester Sharp, Deputy UK Chief Commissioner. It was really, really fun talking to Kester and honestly could have talked all day. In fact, we did end up talking for another half an hour and I was like, really should have recorded that too that would have been great but never mind uh, i'm sure we'll have her on again in the future um so yeah hope you enjoy this one and hope it serves as a bit of a distraction to what's happening in the world at the moment so here we go guys so hi kester thanks so much for joining us Oh, wait you're a scout
0: hi anna I'm, I'm so excited to be taking part in this i really am i've heard a couple of the other podcasts um and yeah really excited to chat to you
1: Oh, amazing. Um, So so let's start with uh, your role in scouting at the moment. It's probably the best way to get started with you. Okay, so I, like many people in scouting,
0: I wear a few different hats, um, sometimes at the same time, which uh, can be interesting. Uh, So uh, one of the roles that I have is as assistant group scout leader for the group that I've always been involved in ever since I became an adult volunteer in scouting. So I'm an uh, AGSL, assistant GSL. um, And I also help out in my district. I'm part of the district exec um, and I'm a training advisor. Um, But I think uh, possibly the reason that you've come across me is another role that I've got in scouting which does tend to take up a little bit more time and that's Deputy UK Chief Commissioner. So what does
1: the Chief Commissioner role actually involve in itself?
0: Okay, so um, between myself, the other Deputy UK Chief Commissioner, uh, Graham Hamilton, and the UK Chief Commissioner, Tim Kidd, uh, we provide uh, the leadership, uh, volunteer leadership, for all of the volunteers in scouting. So, just a tiny, tiny little role, really. Yeah, just a small group of people to look after. Not much going on at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Adi, you said you've got quite a few hats there. How do you sort of, work with that going from a huge amount of uh, volunteers to the assistant group scout leader role and those sort of smaller ones how does that all slot together? Uh,
0: Yeah and obviously like every volunteer in scouting it all uh, all of those things have to slot together with uh, family life and with a job and all of the other things that we all deal with on a a daily basis so um, I'm a fairly good multitasker Um, I actually quite often in my head view um, my local role and membership of Scouting as very different to uh, the senior volunteer role, the headquarters role that I've got, Um, because actually quite often they feel very different. The things that I'm working on um, can be really different. Uh, So uh, when I'm in Deputy UK Chief Commissioner role, I might be... um, involved in some policy decisions or strategy decisions. I might be reading notes for a committee meeting that I'm going to uh, or dealing with um, something that's quite in-depth. On the other hand, uh, last weekend, I was with uh, my cubs and my scouts uh, on a, an overnight uh, trip away and a hike. Uh, and, you know, th- those uh, occasions, I tend to play the role of um, sort of quartermaster and cook and that kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, catering for 30 people um, tends to focus the mind on, on that rather than on, yeah. on other things. So it's just a very different focus. So, yeah, it can sometimes be hard to juggle. And sometimes um, I have to say, oh, no, that would that's already in the diary and that takes precedent and say no to yeah. things. So I can't. One of the reasons that I'm an assistant group scout leader is because I just can't commit to being at every section meeting each week um, as I maybe. Uh, was a few years ago when I was a cub leader or when I was a scout leader um, but it does mean that I can uh, still be very much involved in local scouting um, and when I'm making decisions or involved in, in discussions about things uh, with my deputy UK chief commissioner role uh, I'm very much seeing it in terms of how it's going to land with the beaver leader on Monday night or how it's going to land with the cub leader on a Tuesday night uh, or, or whatever it might be um, and being involved in the district exec as well means that I can see things from a governance point of view um, also. So, for me, it's really important that um, I'm still involved in in a way that's manageable for me um, in local scouting. Uh, I think uh, sometimes when I go around the country and I'm chatting to people that I meet, so other leaders, um, and I, I... There's quite often a misconception that, A, I'm a paid member of staff, which isn't true at all. Um, Myself, Graham, Tim, all of the other members of Team UK, all of the regional commissioners, county commissioners, none of us um, are are paid. We're all volunteers, just like every other uh, volunteer leader um, in scouting. Um, But also there's a misconception that um, I don't know what a scout looks like or I don't know what it's like to be a cub leader. Um, Yeah you know I'm very much still involved as i say on a manageable basis for me but uh, yeah. but still uh, understand that so you know i did spend uh one night last week uh, doing uh, an audit and uh, and stock uh, take of our you know badge box because that's the role that i'm doing yeah. in, in in my group at the moment is uh, you know sorting out all of the badges and working out who needs what and ordering from scout stores just like anybody else does
1: and actually it's really nice to hear that you sort of had that almost like that grounding of like mm this is the everyday but actually you also get to do the really exciting like the the team uk stuff as well and like that you get the best of both through that as well
0: i like to think so yeah yeah it is um for me it's very important to be able to to do both and, and to keep a foot in either camp and i hope um that uh, both of those roles help me to be better in each um you know each yeah. aspect each each end of the spectrum if you like
1: yeah so it's quite a big jump going from sort of that group level into Team UK. How did how did that happen? Uh, that is a really good question, and actually, it was
0: a really big uh, jump as well—not uh, that dissimilar to the way you've just described it in some respects. <laughs> so, uh, ten years ago, uh, pretty much to the month, it was—it was ten years ago in February of this year. Um, I was—I was then the group scout leader, and I reopened the beaver colony in my group. Uh, so, we hadn't had a beaver colony for about fourteen years um, at the time. Um, the previous beaver colony had had to close due to lack of leaders. Um, and unfortunately, we just hadn't been in a position to reopen it. Um, yeah. I'd been GSL at that point for a couple of years. And I said uh, one of the things I wanted to do when I first um, came into role was reopen it. So I managed to recruit uh, a beaver leader and a couple of, an ass- of assistants. One of the really nice things was my beaver leader was actually an ex-young person from the group. So he oh, became great. a beaver leader at, at 18. Uh, he had a goal of, uh, of actually becoming a primary school teacher. He wanted to be a foundation stage teacher. I'm really pleased to say 10 years on, he's actually, uh, he is actually in that role. Oh,
1: um, amazing.
0: And so he became the beaver leader with a couple of assistants and we reopened the beaver colony and re- um, invested on the same night uh, 12 beavers so that was in February 2010 Um, and I wrote a press release for that and took some photographs and sent it off to the local press. And uh, two or three weeks later, ha- that having appeared in quite a few of the local newspapers, uh, because local newspapers really like good news stories, don't they? Lots oh, of yeah, smiling <laughs> pictures of young people doing nice things. Uh, it makes a change from uh, reporting on some of the uh, the more mundane and rather grim stuff that they, they sometimes have to. Uh, so, yeah, two to three weeks after they'd appeared in the newspaper, I got an email completely out of the blue from uh, Wayne Bullpit, who was then the UK Chief Commissioner. So initially, I must admit, I saw this pop up in my inbox and thought, "Okay, this must be a wind up because the UK (laughs) Chief Commissioner doesn't get in touch with... uh, people like me do they and it turns out it wasn't a wind-up and he was um getting in touch to congratulate um us on reopening the colony um and to say hello and to say any tips or tricks for anybody else who's going to do the same so we got into a bit of an email conversation and um a few weeks after that he actually invited me to go along to a meeting he was hosting about the future of what was then called adult support in okay. uh, in scouting um, and uh, the role of uk commissioner for, for adult support which was part of his team was vacant and he invited me to apply for it and a few months after that i uh, i got that role so for quite a few years i was uh, jointly the uk uh, uk commissioner for adult support with a lady called deb bainbridge so i was part of the uh, what was then called the uk chief commissioner's team um, so I went from a group role and doing a tiny bit of stuff within the district, um, sort of TA work and, and the yeah. same with the county, to becoming um, yeah UK Commissioner for Adult Support, which was... Um, was quite a shift um, and was unusual from a headquarters point of view at the time as well. Uh, It was more traditional to sort of work your way up through the hierarchy. Um, But adult support at the time was the phrase that really we gave to what um, in business is called human resources. And my background is in human resources. I was a HR manager for many years. So um, I know quite a bit about HR and training and things like that, which is essentially what adult support is all about. Um, We now call that role people. Um, within uh, the association, so it's the UK Commissioner for People. Um, so yeah, I, I uh, carried on in that role until three years ago, um, and uh, then applied for the role of Deputy UK Chief Commissioner. And uh, delighted to say that I uh, that I got that, and yeah, it's really exciting working with uh, with Tim and and with Graham to provide that leadership.
1: That's amazing that going from like oh, I opened a beaver colony in his press release to suddenly that it just shows that actually like just the doors that different things in Scouting can open. Absolutely.
0: And that's something that I'm really passionate about. Whenever we talk about vacancies um, at a senior level in scouting, I'm always really keen to make sure that as many people as possible know about them, because I can't help but think about my own situation. Uh, You know, I wasn't in a particularly visible district or visible county. I don't live in London. I don't come across people on a a routine basis from outside of my own district and county. Um, I'm a very proud Yorkshire woman uh, living in uh, in East Yorkshire. Um, And so I didn't quite get the same exposure that some other people have got. So, um, yeah, one of the things that I really do um, want Uh, you know, to make sure of in scouting is that everybody knows about some of these vacancies and nobody writes themselves off because it's not necessarily about what you've done in scouting. You might bring all sorts of different skills and experiences uh, from outside of scouting. and I think that's absolutely key. Uh, So, yeah, one of of my frustrations is when I talk to people and they'll say, well, I'm just a cub leader or I'm just a scout leader. There's no just about it. You know, every volunteer in scouting is amazing. And, you you know, whether you um, your volunteering is, is two or three hours um, making sure that Explorer Scouts is available in your district or whether it's two or three hours uh, doing something slightly different, maybe within headquarters. Well, they're both as valuable because scouting doesn't happen without all of us putting together. We're a big team, yeah. a big family and we
1: all have to work together uh, to make this amazing thing called scouting. I think that really ties in well as well with the one of the new posters which is like calling all tea makers and that sort of vibe like actually whatever you can give helps and it it just shows it that like actually you know every little bit that we do really brings like the whole association together like we couldn't do it without each other.
0: Definitely definitely we are all cogs as part of this big machine definitely yeah.
1: Yeah. So we talk quite a bit about your roles within scouting, mm-hmm. but what about when you're not scouting? What do you what do you get up to?
0: Well, I must admit, um, it is a big, as I'm sure it is for you, Anna, as well, a big part of life. Um, yeah, I don't watch a huge amount of television, that's for sure, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, you know, and like many of us, um, I'm part of a scouting family. So my husband's involved in scouting. That's how we met. Um, my daughter's uh, now a scout, having been a Beaver and a Cub. Um, and over the last ten days, sewing some of her badges on uh, has definitely <laughs> kept me busy. Um, and I, I know a lot of people have said to me, "Well, she really should be sewing her own badges on." But I've got to confess to being a little bit OCD about badges. So I yeah. quite like them being very precise. Um, and it's no reflection on her that it's not her that's sewing them on. It's very much my own issues but that's kept me busy and uh, given me some sore fingers um so yeah we we are a scouting family and it's nice when we can actually do some scouting together um although my daughter's always quite pleased when she can go on events where we aren't there and she always (laughs) talks about those as being the best things i think it's quite difficult for leaders kids isn't it they're always the first ones there the last ones to leave and i think uh Fairly sure that other leaders are probably the same as me. They've probably got higher expectations of their own children and their behaviour than, than of others. Uh, that's certainly my, my uh, issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, outside of scouting. So uh, we have a dog. Uh, she's a big part of our lives. Uh, so I do uh, really enjoy uh, walking, uh, walking her. And that's when I tend to do a lot of my thinking and have a bit of my downtime as well. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the theatre really enjoy going to the theatre um live performance of all all types so yeah I enjoy music and uh, and things like that as well so um and uh, don't go to the cinema that often but when I do I do really enjoy it
1: nice yeah,
0: yeah. big and book suppose- reader as well yeah.
1: great <laughs> so what's your uh, favorite kind of things to read at the moment
0: Oh, that's a good one. Um, I do like uh, biographies and autobiographies um, and um, I'm quite into social history as well. So I've read some really good books recently on um, the uh, women's uh, suffrage movements uh, and some of the things that have happened there. So things that have happened in the last sort of hundred years or so. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it it tends to be sort of real life uh, type, type of thing.
1: Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you briefly said earlier that um, sort of your experience through uh, work, through like your HR roles. Um, are you still doing that at the moment or was that sort of pre-scouting? Or? Yeah,
0: I, uh, I don't work in HR um, currently. Um, I do work. I work for my local authority and I work with children as well, which is great. Oh, okay. uh, so, and, uh, you know, I do tend to find that my, um, my work helps my scouting and my scouting helps my work in that respect. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah i think that's quite one of the things that comes up quite a lot in these conversations i've had that scout leaders tend to either work for sort of the third sector i've had lots of sort of police firefighters Mm. and hospital workers all working with children there's quite a big theme there of like sort of where i don't know where scouting gets attracted to and where like we put i've I've thought the
0: same thing and and i do wonder if it's linked to us having uh, a purpose within Mm. scouting and feeling like we need to have that Elsewhere in life, or, or yeah, you know, I'm not quite sure which one comes first, it's probably a chicken and an egg situation. And um, but there's also that values piece as well, isn't there? You know, our scouting yeah, values are a big part of, um, of, of who we are and what we do, and you often hear phrases like, um, That's not quite scouting, um, and and people just tend to understand what that means don't they uh yeah. so yeah and i do wonder whether that actually influences us either in choosing to become involved in scouting because that's what we're looking for anyway or if we're already in scouting influences us in what we want to do outside of scouting in terms of work and things because yeah um, as you say sort of third sector is that you know highly values-based um organizations quite often or things like emergency services it's about assisting yeah, others, yeah definitely it. um yeah oh you know the not-for-profit sector that kind of thing
1: yeah and then the, going yeah. back to working to young people like you said like you had a fever scout leader who mm. wanted to go into primary school teaching there's so much like vice versa of that of like oh i've been in Scouts, so therefore i want to work with kids or i work with kids now i'll do that in my spare time like absolutely yeah yeah it ties yeah. in so well mm-hmm. um so, one of the things I'm sure you've done is like visiting lots of places with your roles. What's some of the best places you've visited as part of Team UK?
0: Oh, so I've, um, yeah, uh, it is it is really a really exciting part. And there's a lot of um, experiences that I just wouldn't have had had it not been for. Um, um, for scouting so I was fortunate to be part of the contingent management team for the Jamboree last year uh, which yeah. was really exciting um, I'd never I'd been a day visitor at Jamboree before but I'd never actually been to a World Scout Jamboree uh, in terms of being a participant and yeah. that was just uh, yeah mind-blowing the scale of it and uh, just meeting some of the other countries was absolutely fantastic and um, But actually some of the the more um, exciting things have been going around, uh, visiting uh, groups, visiting um, camps, for example, uh, places. uh, I went to the Warwickshire uh, County camp a couple of years ago. It was absolutely brilliant. They had everybody there from beavers up to explorers. um, And just being part of it and seeing people, uh, seeing people learn and grow and achieve things uh, and, you know, The vast majority of young people that I meet in scouting have got no idea what I do at all or what role (laughs) I have. And that's how it should be. You know, I can go along and chat to them and they just think they're meeting a leader who isn't part of their group. And that's brilliant. And they they tell you uh, the most amazing things uh, and tell you how they've overcome things. um, And that's what makes it worthwhile, isn't it? It, yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Um, I've been really privileged to go to some really special places. So um, I've represented Scouting at Westminster Abbey at several on several occasions uh, for different services. So our Thanksgiving service each year for our uh, long-standing volunteers, um, yeah. and also the Founder's Day service that we have, which is really special, uh, where we lay a wreath at the uh, memorial to the Baden-Powell's Lord and Lady Baden-Powell within Westminster Abbey and uh, on that occasion we do it jointly with Girl Guiding. The abbey's closed for us and cleared of people and there's approximately 15 scouts and 15 guides so myself and a few young people um, and oh, the same from guiding and um, we get to lay the wreath and, and that is really special for, to, to think that that incredible building has been cleared just for us to do that. Yeah. Um, you know there's not many organisations can can say that that's happened and obviously we have our um our event at Windsor every year to celebrate the achievement of our Queen Scout, uh, Scouts, which is really special, and, and some of the uh, Adult Award uh, recipients as well. Um, and again, you know, as Scouts, we get to go into uh, Windsor Castle, into the quadrangle, what is essentially yeah. uh, the Queen's Back Garden, which is just phenomenal. Um, yeah. When you, you stand there and look and think, I can't believe I've been allowed in here, because it's not every organisation. It's not no. uh, something that uh, that happens every sunday at windsor castle it's really special that we're allowed to do that and shows the high regard that scouting's held
1: within the country oh, definitely.
0: yeah 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 um yeah no, it just it's some really exciting things and it, and it is a total privilege to be able to do uh, I, I i never lose that sense of feeling very very thankful and very privileged to be able to do these things and obviously then you know these are that makes it sound as if I'm gallivanting across the country and uh, and just shaking people's hands. The vast majority of the, of the role that I do is is very much like other scout leaders. Um, it can be quite hard work at times, and there's moments when I think. I don't quite know how I'm going to deal with this situation. Um, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's tiring. Uh, this weekend we had our operations committee meeting um, and also our Team UK meeting as well. So yeah. um, I worked out that on Saturday I spent 11 and a half hours in consecutive meetings on Saturday. So um, by the end yeah. of it, I'm not entirely sure I was uh, I was talking sense. I think it was more like gibberish. <laughs> but, um, you know, the those are the things that don't necessarily make it onto social media um but there's actually a lot more of occasions like that than there are of yeah. visiting Westminster Abbey or Windsor Castle um you know the the uh, the visits and things like that are around 10 percent of the role um and actually there's a lot of meetings on Skype during the week um and uh, you know meetings on a weekend uh, yeah. and, and trying to keep track of everything
1: but actually um, like you said like even that is quite similar to maybe some of the sort of on the ground roles um i know it like is. dcs gsls will have multiple meetings ADCs, or, you know doing between group visits and meetings and other bits and pieces and then oh we've gone to camp like actually that's almost like the balance thing you know you've gone through it these is. great visits but you've also given up hours upon hours of time to sit in a meeting room in this place or that place and talk through stuff as definitely.
0: well definitely so. yeah definitely I, I would uh, certainly say yeah really really similar yeah
1: yeah but you know it's great that you can actually go do you know what I get to do these really cool things as well so yes
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. one of my favorite weeks of the entire year is summer camp with my scouts uh, That's it's, brilliant. it really is it's such a special time and I know other leaders will be able to relate to the same thing in that that week with them is so special you see them grow and develop and you develop a really special but I know you're an explorer leader Anna so you'll, you'll know exactly what I mean you're yep. not uh, you're not mum and dad you're not teacher um you're not the same as them but equally you develop a really special bond with those young people because you're yeah. with them for, for a prolonged period of time um, and it is such a privilege to spend time with them and you know the the little jokes that you have during the week and the way their personalities develop and you do see them in a different yeah. way they see you in a different way uh, to to any other point so yeah I, I really really love my week with the scouts um, every year
1: Oh, amazing. Have you got a um, summer camp plan this
0: year? We're just planning it at the moment. So, Ooh, yeah, we're hoping, uh, sec- second week of the summer holidays, we're hoping to uh, to be away with them for a week. So. Oh, have you got a site planned yet? or? Well, we're just looking at it at the moment. One of our favourites is um, Beau Dessert in Cannock Chase in Staffordshire, which, uh, yeah, it's a place we've been to a few times. So that's that's the one that's top of the list at the moment, but we'll see where we end up. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the uh, events that we, we always go to is Poacher, the international scout and guide camp held uh, in Lincolnshire every four years so that's on the agenda for next year oh, um, nice. as well so yeah that's uh, that's fantastic um, I, I always liken it when I'm explaining it to people outside of scouting and guiding um, to it being um, a bit like a festival over a week um, because yeah. it's so fantastic for the young people to be around others um, and to have all those activities that they're able to do um, it can be slightly frustrating in that we don't actually see them doing the activities <laughs> um, but uh, again that there the, is just those moments when they come and it's so excitedly tell you yeah. what they've done and what they've achieved and they've tried something new for the first time just amazing
1: yeah and always I also think with the festival thing you also get the same sort of like oh you're queuing for the showers and suddenly you've had a 10-minute conversation with a friend like you've never met before you're like oh yeah this is so and so. we met at the toilets, or exactly all that, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> be prepared <laughs> okay so um One of the things we've got this season for uh, Wait, You're a Scout is our segment called Be Prepared. So uh, Jay from last episode has asked you a question, which is how do you look after yourself with all the scouting and life things that you do?
0: Oh, that's a really
1: good question. Um,
0: And yeah, it. (laughs) I'm the world's worst for not getting enough sleep. I do need um, enough sleep to be able to function and I'm dreadful for not doing that. So I do try my very best, but I'm really conscious of the fact that I don't get enough sleep. Um, I mentioned earlier my walks with the dog. That's really, really important to me. Um, uh, So yeah, I do like to to get out in the fresh air and um, I try and walk her for between 45 minutes and an hour every day. not always the easiest when we're trying to fit everything in, and especially in the winter when it's, yeah. it has to be before work and yeah. it's dark and we're confined to pavement walks. And because uh, I'm very much a fan of um, getting out in the fields and uh, you know to open areas in the countryside yeah. rather than um, rather than on, on pavements, it's not always easy. Uh, so yeah, that's. For me, it's the fresh air and exercise bit and getting out, just me and and the dog and uh, just being allowed to have my own thoughts. Um, So that's a big part of it. And I think being aware is... As I say, I know I need I need more sleep and I know I don't get enough, um, but equally, the fact that I actually understand that, I think, is quite important. It's accepting yeah. your own limitations. Um, and one of the things that I've learned over the years is also this little word that isn't commonly known among scout leaders. And that it's only got two letters and it's no. Um, <laughs> and we are the world's worst, I think, as, as volunteers and as yeah. leaders for saying, absolutely, yes, I'll do it, I'll do it. No problem, just add it to the list. Um and actually, I think slightly more powerful is sometimes when we say, I'm really sorry, I can't do that or no, not yet. Um, and and I think we have to get over that guilt sometimes of actually uh, yeah. just saying, I'm really sorry, but that's not going to happen. It, it can't, I can't fit it in or no, not yet.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree mm-hmm. with you on that one. I think there's mm-hmm. always that. Um, they always say that you should ask a <laughs> person to do something. Yes, and it's very true. Like really, oh, yes, but mm. I think it's really bad, like, when you know you are the busy person, then you're yes. like, oh, I want to say yes, because that's a really good thing, but actually, I just need one night off this week to just do Exactly, nothing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Actually, yeah. since uh, Christmas um, this year, uh, within my family, we decided that rather than having individual... Um, uh, New Year's resolutions we would look at a family New Year's resolution one of the things that we try and do is have an evening a week when we're all in um, and we try not to go on phones and iPads and things and we try just to do something together Um, really simple things so we might bake together or we might uh, watch a film or we might play a board game um, or plan something that we're going to be doing um, it's not yeah. always it's not perfect i don't want anybody thinking i live in some kind of pollyanna existence where it's like the sound <laughs> of music because it's really not uh, but just we just try and give each other a bit of time um, when we yeah. can and it's not it's not always perfect um, and it doesn't always work out there's been some weeks where between uh, myself my husband and my daughter we just can't manage it but yep. um, we, we try where we can. Um, and my daughter actually said that she would like to cook once a week as well. So she's uh, nearly 12, 12 next month. Um, and so she cooks for us once a week. And quite often it's the same evening. So she'll cook the meal and then we'll spend some time together, a couple of hours just doing something. Um, and actually, yeah, I think that's really nice. important, really important yeah. for all of us and, and for our mental health. Um, yeah, yeah it's, And it's, it's uh, been if I, I think if I was to try and say I would safeguard an evening a week just for me I might feel a bit guilty about that and actually it probably wouldn't work but because it's uh, reliant on others um, and it's important to them and it's important to me and it's all interconnected it's actually been a lot easier for us um, as yeah. I say both my husband and I are volunteers and we both work my daughter's uh, a scout and she does other activities as well so you know we like most families we need busy lives but it's been really important to us to have that, that evening um, and I, I certainly think uh, it's something we'll, we'll try to continue going forwards
1: and it's so nice to hear like when one of the things that comes up quite a lot I think across all scouters is how do you find that balance between life work and everything but actually saying like do you know what we're going to have this one night where we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about all those scouty things yes. or this that and the other I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read that thing I need to for next week it's like no we're just gonna do this one thing all together and that's it and that's just so yeah. nice to you know ground yourself again mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm yeah they so have to try and steal the idea
0: <laughs> feel free definitely not copyrighted
1: it so yeah go with it and so kester what is your question for our next uh, episode's guest it can be scouty okay. or non-scouty Go for it.
0: <laughs> um, so scouting values are really important to me. I think um, they, they can guide us in pretty much everything we do. Uh, and it is something that I have been known to challenge others on um, in terms of are they living and breathing our scouting values uh, and whether their behaviours um, are really true to them. So I think my question is, uh, in, in what way uh, do you live the scouting values and which one would be your favourite?
1: Oh, that's a really good one. So, Kess, what would your uh, favourite scouting value be then? Um, I
0: think it comes down to two. It's care and it's cooperation. I think both of those, I mean, they're all, it's really hard, isn't it, to say that one's yeah. more important than the other? Because, yeah, I think they, they do all interconnect and they're all um, at different points important to us. But I think certainly care and cooperation
1: um, are key. Be prepared. Amazing. Well, Kester it's been brilliant getting to know you better and talking about your scouting and everything that you do. Um, So thank you so much for joining us. It's been brilliant.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure. I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I really have. Thanks so
1: much. And hopefully we will hear from you soon. Yes, I hope so. I hope everyone uh, enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, Listening back actually through the edit, it was really lovely hearing Kester's genuine enthusiasm and enjoyment for Scouting uh, talking about both roles that she holds, well, all the roles she holds, actually. It was just really nice to be like, yeah, this is why I love what I do. And this is why I miss it at the moment. But actually... This is more of a reason to go, yeah, I need to to find a new way to keep this in my life. Um, So if anyone else is having a bit of a wobble or a bit of a rough time, or even if you're having a good time and you just want to reach out to people, um, I'll be using the hashtag uh, in on everything I'm doing, uh, personally and with the podcast. If anyone else uh, uses that, whether it's on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, I'll be using that and well replying and reaching out and you can reach out to people using it too um i'll also be posting a lot on facebook and some other groups of just other conversation topics i've done a few where it's like what are people listening to reading and uh yeah i'll be sharing those lists as well and um, you can also check out the scouts great indoors pack which It's just brilliant. I've looked at a few things and I think I'm going to be trying some out with the guys I work with, let alone sharing them with my explorers. So do check them out. Um, Big man in the woods, uh, Mark and Scout Alex Mike are both doing some great stuff. So is Scout Radio, some of Buck Scout Radio. There is so much going on. It's a little bit overwhelming. So maybe just sit down with a cup of tea when you look. But yeah, do check out what other people are doing, because even if maybe your it's not going to work for your scouts, it might just be good for you. So yeah, do check those out, um, and you know, enjoy scouting at home while we can. I think as leaders, it's all a bit of a shock having a few extra hours in the day. But yeah, do enjoy it, do stay safe, stay at home as much as you can, and uh, look after yourselves. And we'll speak soon. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Wait, You're a Scout with Anna Skipper. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter
1: and Instagram at Wait, you Scout. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe.